0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Isra Arawi. Close enough. (laughs) Isra Arawi. There you (laughs) About how she helps e-commerce owners rock their email profitability. Isra is an e-commerce email marketing and deliverability specialist who focuses on life cycle growth and retention. She has a proven track record for driving revenue through email marketing, scaling her own online store to mid six figures in just three months. She recognized the issue of e-commerce email marketing agencies and freelancers only focusing on marketing, not deliverability. She uses her expertise in deliverability practices and intentional marketing strategies to help e-commerce brand owners increase their profitability and customer retention rate with a 35 plus percent in email revenue. Isra is also a mother of four who enjoys reading, hiking, and sleeping when her children allow it. She lives in Maryland. Welcome, Isra. Isra.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you with us today. So how did you get on this little entrepreneurial journey and end up where you are today?
1: Okay, we can start back in freshman year of high school when my um, life life mentor, I don't know, we had a class where we basically had to draw out what we wanted to be in five, 10 years. And I remember putting down, I wanted to go into business I just didn't know how um, after graduating high school, I actually went into, I was a pre-dentistry uh, student at first, but then I taught, job shadowed a lot. And I was like, I can't do this. Like it's not fit for me. I'm the type who has to get my hands in and it has to be something that is exciting every day. I can't do mundane, boring. Work. <laughs> um, so I actually, went I became an industrial hygienist, which is not has nothing to do with dentistry. Um, it's actually the other title for is occupational health specialist. And we basically, we are, um, we go into the workplace and we ensure safety of workers, um, basically enforcing OSHA and all of that. I graduated from college and I went into straight into the government, the federal government. I worked for the department of defense for five years, um, traveled a lot. And then I got married and had my first kid and I was like, I don't want to travel anymore <laughs> um, because it was I was traveling about two weeks out of the month um, servicing over 20 states. So as much as I enjoyed the job because I did a lot of things, you know, from ships to um, magazine you know, areas and to medical facilities, it was great because I got to do everything. Um, I couldn't do it. I, there was no way not with having kids and balancing everything. I think that was where I am. Um, decided I wanted to pivot. So I had my second child about a little less than two years after my first. And at that point I decided, let's try online. Let's see what's online. Um, I actually first started applying to jobs in the tech world, but I didn't have any experience. So why would they hire me? Right? So I just, a light bulb came up. I saw an ad and I said, you know what, I'm going to start my own store and figure it out. And 2017 started. I started a Shopify store. I learned ads, learned everything from copywriting to positioning to offering, you know, uh, promotions and pricing and all of that. I read a lot, customer service. It was a lot. Um, and then I, I made it work. I, my store, I was able, once I started running ads, I, um, I was able to scale it quickly and at that point, I think ads started breaking in the early 2018 where my profits were just dwindling. I didn't have any more profit because nothing was working correctly. And one of my mentors said, why don't you try email marketing? So I went into email marketing to help my store, you know, stay alive as while we figured out what was going on, you know, how do we stabilize profitability? And that's really when I kind of came through, like, there was no, at that time, there was no like... It was very hard for you to find anybody doing email marketing for e-commerce the correct way like there was no deliverability and I'm sure there I, I don't want to say there was no it was hard to find it was very scattered anybody I asked they didn't know most people who deal, dealt with email marketing was doing cold emails or affiliates which is how I got into deliverability because as we know, cold emails and affiliate market email marketing is where people get in trouble and get in the spam. And so I learned de- deliverability and how to get it in the inbox. And I kind of went into like the e-commerce side and, and applied that. And I realized that not many people were doing it. But as I looked through my spam box, I saw a lot of businesses in there and I'm like, why isn't anyone talking about this for, to the e-commerce, student, you know the business owners, the agencies? Um, You know, it's been five years, there's a plethora of email marketing agencies now, freelancers, um, but the deliverability aspect is still missing. So what I do is I come in, I look at your entire system, I make sure you inbox first, because if you can't get in the inbox, you're not, you know, all your email marketing effort is gone. I mean, you can spend 10 hours doing something great and you don't, I mean, you hit send and you're in the spam. So what's the point, right? Um, and then, you know, we go into like, how do we, we look at your audience, how do we talk to them? How do we retain them longer? Like we do the whole life cycle. So it's, it's a little bit, like I said, it's more, it's retention, email marketing more than just, just sending out emails So that's kind of my timeline and that's where we are right now. So <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of background.
0: <laughs> so you had grown your store to six figures in three months. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Were you s- set up? Like, did you have systems in place and everything for that growth? Like were you prepared for that growth or was there oh. a lot of scrambling? So when I first started running
1: ads, we were able to get to mid five figures within the first month. Um, and I thought I was like, well, Hey, this is great. Let me hire an agency to take this off of me. Um so I, I literally, the first month that we started growing, so the first two months I ran ads and I was like, it's a lot going on for me, hired an agency. I was like, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna scale us. Cause we got everything set. You just have to run the ads. Um, they did not, they actually set us back. And within three months I said, enough is it? Like we went through black Friday with them and with everything we had set up, we literally made like one sale, I remember on black Friday. And I was just like, no, like, this is, I'm like, I know I have a good product and people want it, but whatever you guys are doing is not working. And they were taking a chunk of, you know, a good chunk of money um, per month. So I took my store back in December of 2017 and I scaled my ads myself. And within that month, the first, the because it was like three weeks into, I had three weeks left in December. We were able to do like seventy k, and then by January, we were up to like I believe it was like one hundred and fifty, and by February we were doing like three hundred k, like total. Um, just because I knew the product was good, I was able to iterate the product as well and and design something even better and bring it into the market. Um, but it was it was basically trying. And this is the thing like with entrepreneurs, like you have to have the confidence to know like when things are working for you. And when somebody like when you hire somebody and this is where kind of like where I became, I this is what I do now because I want to teach and I want to advocate for small businesses. You have to know your stuff first before you hire um, and you have to know when they're doing their job. Um, I think that's very important and that I think that set us back like I mean those three months that we lost in 2017 was uh, you know a big pivotal moment because it was q4 first of all and people were buying and we weren't even being able to like get there so Mm -hmm. um yeah it was it was just very it was a very good learning experience at that point (laughs) just to know like (laughs) figure out your stuff first before handing it over to somebody um to take care of it.
0: So you had enough things in place outside of like the ad agency to like, yes, handle that rapid growth type of thing, or do you not think it was yeah. that rapid?
1: So but before we launch ads and start selling, I actually did like a trial period of like, just basically proofing the product. So between February and July of 17, I, you know, I ran small ads. I did the small outreach and i um i i focused high, i focused like heavily on um customer service so i actually got on the phone and talked to my like we probably had like maybe 20 30 sales at that time but those 20 30 turned into 60 100 overnight because i talked to those first base customers and they went out and basically did the advertisement for us um so the first thing I did was make sure customer service was in place. So we had that done. That was ready to go um, before we even ran ads because I wanted to make sure. And then, you know, we had our return policy and all of that figured out. At that point, it was really just that, making sure we can get the product to our customer, which we had a system in place. Um, You know, if they have questions, they can reach out to us. They know where to find us. We are a legit business. And then if they have a problem, again, or return issues, they also know how to do it. And and it's very clear, like we, you know, we will always make it right for you. And I think that just built that trust first. And then we went into, okay, we can run ads now where people come in and kind of feel safe knowing that they're not being scammed or like, you know, because at that time, everybody was opening a store, I believe, in 2017. <laughs> so yes, we, I made sure at least those systems were in place. Um, now email marketing came back later I mean came later because it was a retention um part that I you know
0: mm-hmm. I
1: I had in place but I wasn't really serious about so
0: well and I think it's really cool that you focus on customer service first and contacted those people because you were able to really like interview your market right yes
1: it was great because I mean yes I spent hours on the phone mm-hmm. and my market were you know um 45 to 60 year old women and we all know that they have <laughs> that group of women will tell you what they think that and i had a passionate um i had a passionate uh, niche too where it was a pet niche and people you know care a lot about what you know their pets and what they do for them and so like when we got on the phone it wasn't just talking about the product it was really just talking more of like how like we understand why you're passionate. People, people might call you like crazy about it, you know, like, or they don't understand you, but we get you. Like, this is why we're, you know, we have the store for you. And I think that really cemented the idea is like, hey, we're not crazy. You know, this is just our passion. It's what we love and it's okay to be that. So definitely speaking to the customer, understanding the psyche of that customer and then using that in your copy mm-hmm. matters. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a graphic designer. I mean, my ads look like crap, if you want to say, but (laughs) the copy spoke to them, you know, the way we replied to our customers mattered. And I think that's where the ball was like rolling for us. It wasn't just like putting up beautiful pictures or, you know, having influencers or whatever it is. So,
0: so when you moved over and started focusing on helping business owners or e-commerce business owners, with their email marketing, email deliverability. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of put the same steps in place? Like where you really interviewed your market? Yeah. So so I kind of, I was part
1: of a couple of Facebook communities. So I was putting information out. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm using email marketing and this is what it's doing for me. Um, By the end of 2018, I was hitting, you know, six figure months. I was hitting 100K and above. And 20 to 25% of that was coming from email. And people were like, wait a minute, email really does that for you? And I said, yeah, it does. So like, you know, I, people start reaching out. They wanted to be my client. Um, I took on a lot of friends that, you know, I made in the e-commerce world. They they came to me they're like, hey, we want you to run it. And I did because I was I was novice side, you know, I didn't charge a lot. But as the years have gone by, um, there's email marketing and there's like, you know, running an email marketing system is -hmm. what I want to say. So like some clients will come to me and just want email sent, like just send us email. But, but my price point is, is not for them though, because yes, I can send you an email. Um, and you'll make money, but you're not putting a system that's going to drive the real revenue you're looking for, because we're looking at the bottom line impact on your entire business. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of like what i do now like i don't just take on hey i want i want some email sent i'm like that's fine that's great find an agency or find a freelancer who can create some you know email templates for you or you know send your emails for you um now i take on clients who are like hey we're struggling because we're spending this much on the front end and our cust- we're losing our customers here like the churn rate is high we don't know why this is happening and it becomes more it becomes more than just sending out emails. It becomes, okay, email marketing is a direct system. You can get very personal with your um with your customers. And that's where like that's why we use it the most. However, we need to look at your strategy, your messaging, how are you, how are you even like portraying your product to your customers? And that's really, that's really where I like when I when I do um onboarding or discovery call, I, I ask those hard questions. And most of them are like that's a good point i don't know and i'm like are you looking at your data so we are very data driven i i usually like just go in I look at your data i look at everything and i'll tell you here's the things that are missing it's not just your like it's not you sending emails and it's not working it's your messaging is not there you're not hitting the right segments your website doesn't make sense i can drive clicks for you from email but if somebody lands on your page and doesn't understand what they're doing you're not going to get a conversion so it's more of like how do we retain them and how do we continue to convert them over time um so definitely there's a there's a whole vetting process and i'm actually refining it as i go each time um because yeah i mean we do have a, a higher price point however what we do for you is more than just sending out an email so
0: so who do you love to work with
1: Um, I love small businesses that have a mission, um, not a mission as in like, you know, we are saving the world or whatever, but like the product was born out of a passion or it really truly solved a problem. Um, Or, you know, it's, I I love environmental eco-friendly businesses because I do, I do believe that, you know, we have a responsibility, especially if we are selling physical products to at least be responsible and how we package, what we do, all of that. So those are really like, I love working with those type of businesses. They're my favorite. Um, and I love working with businesses that, you know, their, their product, it does what it says, like on the like, you're not, you're not just buying a product just to feel good about it, but it actually does what you want it to do. It takes that like stress out of your mind every day. So Definitely there's a factor in like who do I work with? How do we um get there? But again, I'm I'm very honest with some businesses. They'll come to me like, hey, you can probably help me solve this. And I look at their business, and I'll say, I'm sorry, I can't because you know your product is not scalable in this sense. Um this is what I can do for you, but I need you to have a mindset of understanding what your actual business does. So like I don't take on everybody and even if I love the product, like it has to make sense in a lot of different um, departments for me before just taking it on. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so how do you get in front of those people, your ideal clients?
1: Um, most of the time, I- I've actually have not <laughs> advertised myself at all. Um, I'm a very quiet person. I like to do the work and stay quiet behind the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a couple of trusted friends that I've worked with closely, mostly uh, media buyers. And I do have like, I'm starting up a referral program. I do not advertise it yet. I haven't advertised it yet. Um, but I'll probably like give it to them to bring in like referrals at this point. I mean, I've, people just reach out to me because we I do a lot of I do posts on like LinkedIn and Twitter and talk about like all this stuff bringing aware honestly I just like to bring the awareness to the front like make sure you know this is it this is needed in your business and a lot of people reach out and say hey I don't have this what's going on like how do I get this in my business so um a lot of it is organic and a lot of it is referral um I've just you know I have a I have a track record and people know me um And they just come, come back, either, either come back or refer people to me because they know I'll I'll take care of them. So
0: yeah. What are some big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next year or two?
1: Yeah. So as I spoke, like, because taking on uh, big clients, you know, there's a higher press, not a big client, but like doing the work that we do for full management is a higher price point. And I know a lot of small businesses, like I started this because I want the small guys before they, you know, get to that mid-level. How do they even get to that mid-level to really have the education and knowledge of what do I need in my business um, to do now to do, you know, and get that profit? And then how do I hire and know they're doing their job? So right now I'm working on actually kickstarting a membership program where I teach small business owners, um, but it's not going to be just like, Hey, show up to this call <laughs> and, you know, we'll talk about email. It's going to be more like hands-on. It's like, you know, we're going to talk about deliverability one day. Um, you know, we'll have another day of strategy and then we'll, we'll have a couple of days of like, come ask your questions. And I, I really want to motivate customers, uh, this membership own, uh, subscribers that come to us that, you, you know, in the small business world. I want to motivate them. So I, I'll probably monetize it as well for them so that, that the people that do the work, you know, will win the prize and, you know, put, I want to be able to give back to that community basically. So if you are working hard and you're doing your work, I would love to like, you know, give out some type of like monetary cash that goes back into your business that helps you grow as long as I see you're doing the work. So they're held responsible um, and not just coming to this and really being motivated to actually do the work.
0: How would that goal change your business?
1: It would take a lot of pressure off of me because (laughs) like I said, a lot of people come to me and it's, I can't accept everybody. Like I can't take you on full management. I actually have scaled back a lot because of that, because it takes a lot of time. And I know people don't, what, what, what tends to happen when I take on clients, they become heavily reliable on me. Um, And I kind of like taking that a little bit back and kind of put a boundary there of like, this is what we'll do for you, but you can't rely on me to basically take care of your entire business. Um, So having that membership, I think gives me that accountability, gives me back some time, but allows me to help more people get like get going with their business. Cause I believe you know, running an e-commerce tour is hard. It's very hard. And to stay motivated is even harder and people give up a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's really about consistency. You have to stay consistent. You know, if something doesn't work, you haven't failed. You just haven't found the right thing to do, but also you have to be realistic. Is your product, you know, did you proof your product? Is there an audience for your product? Like you have to understand all of that. Um, A lot of people just jump in not knowing and then it just gets it gets hard and they lose a lot of money and they get you know they're not motivated and family and friends don't understand what you're doing like i've been there <laughs> <laughs> I, i've totally been there um i have a lot of friends who are there and i've been there and you know have made it to the other side but you really have to believe in yourself you have to believe in what you're doing um and i believe like just being able to do that for a bigger group while taking some time back for me, you know, will help me scale this business better than just to, you know, taking on individual clients because I can't take on, you know, I can't take on more than five or 10 people at a time. And it's not fair.
0: We need to figure out how to duplicate you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the training part. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So is there all like many... (sighs) things that you can implement through automation? Um,
1: What do you, can you elaborate on that? Like email or like just like the
0: systems that we do? The, the systems.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it is, there is, but like, again, we're talking about a service based I have never gone, I have resisted going agency. And the reason I haven't done agency and I, you know, I've spoken on this a lot is because, I feel like the word gets diluted. Um, you know, we take on, we hand them to a, a manager. That manager hands you to a, like a junior or like, you know, a mid-level email marketer. I just, I what I do, again, like I said, I want to see an impact in your business within that year. Like the businesses I have worked with have doubled their revenue. And we're not talking about like going from you know, 500 K to a million. We're talking about like going from like 5 million a year to 13 million a year, just doing the work that we do. So it's like, it's a huge impact. It's a lot of work. Um, And you really can't automate. We work very close with the clients. So it's very hard to automate that system in the sense that we cater to the, to each client differently. We have to, we, we work hard. Like I'm a team of three to four, some, most of the time, um, we do have a fourth person, you know, when we need them, but it's, it's about really trying to help those growing clients grow in that phase. Um, and this is what I'm hoping the membership does. It helps stabilize smaller businesses. So then when they're ready to be in that growth stage, we can take them on as a personal client. So it's kind of like a step down to step back up.
0: It's like uh, your value ladder.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, because I again it's it's become a very while clients don't sometimes, you know, people are are so busy in their business they don't realize the the pressure that we're under as well because we're here to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Um you know, to keep you profitable. And the issue is becomes they're seeing profit from retention. We're putting back money, more money back into ads. And like ads get, you know, to be the star here while we're doing like the back work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody recognizes you and gives you the acknowledgement.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the whole point though. Like we want to give you more profit so that you can scale so you can bring us more people, but you have to understand what we're doing is huge to make that work in the first place. Um, So yeah, I mean, automating the process outside of like onboarding and discovery, it it just, it's very hard. Um, I am exploring options
0: though. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Always growing, right? Absolutely. So with you putting that membership into place Mm -hmm. and to be able to offer that for people, What do you feel like is your number one roadblock with getting that up and running and where you want it to be?
1: Um, I think, you know, just starting out and getting a feel of like, where are people like finding our ideal clients. And honestly, at this point, like I, I can understand who my ideal client is, but I'm going to have to deal with. I haven't decided yet, but I don't know if we're going to do like a vetting process where it's like, you can come into the program, but you have to, under you have to like sign and understand that you're coming in and doing the work as well with us. It's not just like, Hey, this, because I I really believe like, unless you want the value, don't pay. Um, I don't, I don't want your money just because, I mean, the only reason, you know, we, we price these is because we're doing work and it's our time, but I don't want your money and then you come into the program and you don't do anything and you say, this is a useless program. Yeah, It's not us, you know, we, we are doing what we need to do. And I think that's very important. Um, Just discovering like who your ideal client, how do you admit people into this program membership and like how to navigate helping them get to that next level. So that's going to be probably the, you know, the biggest chunk of figuring out who who are going after so Mm
0: -hmm. so what's the best advice that you have ever been given
1: uh the best advice i have ever been given um i actually had this in my mind and i totally like hold on let's see the best advice i have ever been given
0: you've ever received we can come back to it <laughs> hmm
1: what's the best advice let's see I, I can't my mind is blank I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, there's so much advice um I, I think just believing like believing in your in in your journey and like just you know I think the best the best advice that's ever come to me, and I-, I give this advice as well, is that don't believe everything you see on social media. Um, you know, imposter syndrome is real, and you know you have to figure out how to like build that confidence and move past it. I've had I've struggled a lot with not just imposter syndrome, but like being paralyzed in place. Paral- I think what is it called paralysis analysis or something like that and i think like just just realizing and people you know i i you know i i read a lot and stuff and it just tells you like keep pushing even if your mind is telling you you can't do this even if you're um even if you think you don't have the capabilities you do you just have to push through the mental block so i think that's probably one of the best advice i have ever been given by my mentors or my friends that like yes you can do it um stop like doubting yourself so i think that's that's probably the one that i referred to mostly because we wake up every day and think i'm not doing the best i can. So.
0: <laughs> That's always a tricky one, isn't it? Yes, like creeping absolutely.
1: in. <laughs> it's, it always creeps in
0: right when you don't need it to creep in. So Right. It needs to work better on its timing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so on that note, is there any other advice that you'd like to give
1: <laughs> i i mean the, the advice i always give people that come to me especially when they're like my business i always say keep going don't stop because once you stop and you leave it you're gonna regret especially if it's something you've been wanting to go after uh, there's gonna be hard days um there's gonna be a lot of failure i'm 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 not gonna lie like i'm going through a dip right now because I was trying to stabilize something so I can build on momentum and everything felt, fell through, right? Like these past two weeks, everything has gone fell through and that is fine because it's going to happen. It's happened before. The more it happens, the more like desensitized you'll become to it. <laughs> but, but at the beginning it's hard when it, especially when it first hits you. But that's where I think finding a support group outside of family and friends, because well, you know, while family and friends are great, unless they know what you're going through, they're probably going to be the most like, they see you stressed, they see you, know, most worried about you. They tell you, just give it up, move on, do something you like. And you're like, this is what I want to do. But, you know, good things are, you know, are hard and you got to do the hard work. So I always tell people just push through. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks <laughs> being in the trenches. But there is, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, It gets better every time. And the longer you go, the more consistent you are, the stronger you become and unfazed you become of like the problems that come your way. So I just tell people keep going and just be
0: smart about your decisions. And this dip could actually be like a blessing, right? Because you're able to put the proper systems in place or to set it up correctly. Absolutely. Right? Like it- It might've just been a weak link and now you're able to fix it.
1: Exactly. So like the last five months, that's what I've done. I've, I've worked on systems because I was at a crossroad and I said, I don't want to keep taking on so many clients. Um, I need to do something about, like you said, automation. So like, that's what we are doing. We're fixing, you know, everything that needs to be fixed. So people find what they need when they need it and come to us when they're ready. So.
0: Awesome. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you would like to share with us?
1: Um Is there anything that you got I mean you would you'd want to hear about because I feel like <laughs> I love talking about deliverability. It's a technical aspect of email. I just I believe that there is no there's not enough education for the average e-com owner. Um, and I believe that needs to be like, that's my main mission is to get it where it's like you're at an awareness level. And honestly, I'm, I'm hitting more of like freelancers and agencies at this point, because if you have clients and they're busy, at least if they're going to trust you with the business, you need to have this in place. And I believe deliverability is huge because especially during like high period time periods, like the holidays are coming up. You need to know how to get in the inbox. There's going to be billions of emails coming in. How do you make it into the inbox? Um, and I'd like to say that the promo tab in Gmail is not spam. Um, anyone it's who tells you that, <laughs> yes, anybody who tells you that, do not believe them. And if they try to sell you something about it, don't believe it. <laughs> do not. <laughs> find it. You are in the inbox for that. But like, that's what I'm saying. I mean. Again, holiday periods, big promotion periods, and also at scale. So like when we scale clients, when they, we know we go from 10,000 um, email lists to like the 100, you know, 500,000 email lists, how do you make sure that you are you know, cleaning correctly, you're seg- segmenting correctly, you're hitting the right marks um, and getting in the inbox? Because people will scale and they say, oh, I have a 500K list I'm sending to everybody. And half of those people are either you know bounced emails because they're you know fake emails, all of that. You have to understand the process as well. So I really work hard on putting deliverability at the forefront before even starting with you know building out your email marketing system. So that's something I love to talk about and
0: love to point out.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah.
0: Well, I think this is good for anybody in business, really. Like your emails need to get through, right? Yeah. Especially if you want that repeat buyer and that relationship with your client- customers, right? Or your right. clients.
1: Yes. And I mean, like like we spoke before, like service-based um, affiliate and cold emails are like the big offenders because most of them will come and be like, I scraped these emails or I bought <laughs> this list. And I'm like, I can't help you. Cause that's just, <laughs> I mean, it's illegal in most you know countries and it's like a, against the can't spam laws, but people do it. There's a whole, you know,
0: it's
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out there that do it for you. So
0: yeah. Well, where can we go to learn more about you and what you do?
1: Um, you can find me or you can find everything you need to know about us. And, um, our website called thewinbox.com. We have a blog there where we drop, you know, very useful blogs for you, um, especially like if you don't understand or you're just starting with email, I think it's a great source. um, And we're building that up. Uh, We have a couple of freebies on there that you can opt in and get, like how to build your list or how to start emailing today, like what are the components? And of course, we also have, you know, a work with us, um, tab on there, you can reach out. Um, we offer a couple, um, services like content review and creation, automation setup, um, and several others. And if you can also just reach us out and if you want to just follow us on Instagram or Twitter, um, Instagrams is at the underscore Winbox, and Twitter is just my name. Um, I'm sure it's going to be on this podcast, so you can just search me up. Um, it, well, it's in the
0: show notes. <laughs> yes.
1: So yeah, you can find me there for any information that we put out every day, you know, for social media, but you can always get in touch with us as well
0: on our website. Awesome. Well, thank you, Isra, for spending your day with some of your day with us today. Thank you for having me. Keep in touch. We'll chat soon.
1: Definitely. Take care.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.